Blog Talk Radio. You know what time it is. It's time for the majority decision. Coming to you live from the great state of Texas, right here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Greg The Truth. The co host of this show is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. Appreciate everybody for listening. I want to invite you to check us out and follow us on Twitter at Majority MMA. Like us on Facebook. Uh, the page is The Majority Decision. And don't forget to subscribe to the show if you like to listening to it. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, all those different mediums. So if you go ahead and you give it a subscribe, it will be downloaded right to your listening device so you never miss an episode of The Majority Decision. Fayaz, how's it going tonight, my man? It's going good, man. Going good. I'm getting ready to uh, this weigh-in's coming on. I'm getting ready to see everybody weigh in, see uh, see how dehydrated they are and... <laughs> See how angry they are at the same time. Big free card coming up tomorrow night. We're definitely going to get into that. That's UFC Fight Night 85, which is coming to us on Fox Sports 1, live from Australia in uh, Bisbane. So we're definitely going to cover that. But before we get into that, I don't know um, if you've had a chance for anybody out there that's really had a chance to check out uh, what's going on in the Internet. But uh, uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, Internet. There's rumors in the Twitter sphere. So I just wanted to go through a couple of quick rumors and very interesting things that I found on Twitter uh, in the past couple of days. And probably the biggest one that I don't know that everybody is aware of. And, and you know, you can take it for what it's worth. It's a rumor. Um, it, it, there could be some truth to it. Then again, there might not be some truth to it. But this one is a pretty big one. And it's uh, Jonathan Snowden, uh, who is a fairly recognized, Source in uh, the world of mixed martial arts, and uh, he is claiming that the UFC is in negotiation to possibly be sold. Now, every couple of years, we hear the rumors that perhaps the Fertitas and Dana White are willing to sell the UFC, but an interesting uh, number thrown out there, and the rumor is that uh, the UFC if it were sold, could possibly be sold for, get ready for this, $6 billion. 
Wow. Six billion. Now, I'm not a business-minded person. I wouldn't begin to be able to guess, but my assumption is that $6 billion, if the Fertitas can get $6 billion for the UFC, they need to sell it immediately. Well, man, I think the Fertitas are uh, pulling in a whole lot more money than that on their casinos alone. Oh, there's no question about that. Yeah, I mean... I, here, here's why. Here's why you don't sell your baby. Okay, you don't sell your baby because as soon as you sell your baby, it becomes boxing. I promise you. Who wants to buy it? Uh the the what it says here is a company called China Media Capital. Oh God, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. It sounds terrifying, here's, right? The, you, well, here's why, man. You, you sell it, right? They've done everything they can not to turn into boxing, right? You know, not to have this whole thing where there's, you know, 18 commissions and 97 belts and, you know, every time a fighter fights for a belt. You know, you know in – in uh, I can't even remember which boxing commission it is. It may be all of them, but if uh, if you fight for a title, you actually have to pay. Yeah, pay to have the title if you win. I mean, that's ridiculous, right? I mean, that's uh, that's just ignorant. So, I just if they if they sell their baby, you know, they've done so well to differentiate it from from boxing, make it different, get it on TV, make it mainstream, you know, create all the success and the shows and everything else behind it, and go global with it. They just don't come off as the type of people who would go, oh, well, we've done it all. We've done all we can with it. We're done. I just don't I just don't see them as those type of people. So I hope they don't sell it. If they do, though, I think I think that whole business model fails. And I think I think uh, I think MMA then becomes boxing. And, you know, I don't I don't want that to happen. From a fan's perspective, absolutely. The fears of what could possibly happen if it were sold are much bigger in our minds because it could very well become boxing. Um, if these goofs that are having the lawsuit win, it could become boxing anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah but I, I agree I, I, with I you. I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, I do too. But, but, but selling it to China, I guess, I don't know. Whatever. I don't. I don't, I don't know what China. I don't know what China media company is. You know, if uh, if this is something you would have brought up to me before we started the show, I would have done some research on them. I don't know what they do. All I know is that when when you brand something, you built it the way you have. You can't let it turn into that. And if you let, I mean, if you let it turn into that, then it's you know you you kind of did it all for nothing. Because it'll kind of just it'll kind of just dissipate. It'll kind of just go away. And uh, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, there's a reason these people want to buy it, right? They're thinking, hey, you know, hey, let's let's buy this thing. Let's have some fun with it. But you know, if it were me, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't let them buy it. I'd I'd say no. I'd tell them no. Well, I'd, I'd see how far I can take it. Even in the mid-2000s, um, the UFC, right around the time that it really kind of started to take off with the Ultimate Fighter, 
I guess that was around 2006, 2007, and there was at that time a glimmer of hope in terms of turning the company around that they were still willing to sell even after they were prof- even after they were prof- even after they were profitable. Um, right. Vince McMahon actually wanted to buy it, um, or, yeah. or or had talked a little bit about buying it. But I mean, I agree with you. I mean, if it was me, I don't think I would want to sell it. But but I'm a big I'm just a big fan. But at the same time, from a business point of view, six billion dollars, and I don't think that the company. I just can't imagine it being worth that much. But if someone were to offer them six billion dollars, if that's a legit number, I just I think love and compassion goes out the window when you're talking about that type of money, even for guys yeah. who don't need the money. I mean, that's just a ridiculous number. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But if you have if you have any pride in what you've done. Right, you won't you won't just sell out like that because because you're hoping it'll turn into three times that if you keep building. That's right. That's the, that's the point of it. You you know sell now and you know cut your loss and let's all you know go home and go to sleep or you know what else are we gonna do? They they just don't seem like those type of people. So I don't know. I don't I don't think they'll, if that's a true deal, I don't think they'll sell. I mean, well, they, they built that. It would be kind of dumb. Says the possibility um, of it to sell could happen uh, this year. But, you know, again, it's just a rumor. I just thought it was interesting, you know, and, and the truth will come out if it's going to sell, obviously. But if it doesn't, I'm sure it'll just be swept under the rug. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they've got other, I'm sure they've got other investors and things like that, and you know these these people may be offering the UFC, you know, hey, sell now or, you know, because if these people win this lawsuit, the the truth is I don't see these people winning this lawsuit because, I mean, we've you know we we've got the clown promotion that lets everybody do whatever they want. That's Bellator, right? I I went on, you know, Bellator didn't run a show tonight, but I think they are running a show somewhere because uh, I hit the Spike TV app and uh, there was a fight in Italy, a Bellator fight in Italy. I don't know if that was old. That's why I asked you earlier if there were, uh, you know, if there was anything on TV. So they're they're trying to go global. There's plenty of other promotions out there. I just don't see how these people win that lawsuit. You know, with with regard to you know maybe changing a few things in contracts here and there. But other than that, I don't see how they just win the lawsuit though. The UFC is branded. I mean, you know, if you got a brand, you're allowed to have a brand. Who says you can't? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Nine two nine four seven seven one zero seven seven is another another big rumor um, of of the past day or two or three is uh, that uh, Conor McGregor um, might have a rematch with Nate Diaz and that might be a UFC 200. Uh, I got to say, I think I think this is a mistake by Conor McGregor. Um, I think the best thing for him to do is to go on back to 145 and defend his belt and uh, try to get another win. I think another submission loss to Nate Diaz, and, and who knows if it would go that way, you know. Yeah. Who knows, but... If that were to happen, that would be that'd be tough. That, that'd be pretty tough to overcome. 
So I guess I guess the next fight is 55. Yeah. So I guess if they make that fight, they're going to make it at 55. And some people think, you know, maybe he'll fare better if the fight's at 55. But let's face it, man. I mean, everybody weighs in at 55, and then they show up at whatever they show up at, right? So you, you're talking about a guy who was sitting on the beach, okay, drinking beer before he got in there. That's how that's how in good a shape the Diaz brothers are. I mean, this dude was on vacation, right, before he came in and and started getting better as the fight got worse. So, I mean, a full camp for that guy, that's a ridiculous fight for Conor McGregor. He needs to go defend his 45 belt. Right, it's not being defended. If they're not, if he's not going to defend it, then uh, we need to do an interim, right? Or he needs to vacate and decide what he wants to do. And the guy that's getting the biggest screws out of all of this is obviously Frankie Edgar. It's yeah, guy's on a four or five fight winning streak, knocked out Chad Mendez very convincingly, and now everybody's got to sit and wait on Conor McGregor to basically call his own shots. Um, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I just don't. A lot of I people think, that you, you are know very what? credible are saying that that fight is almost a done deal, and, and I think that I just think that's a mistake. I think the UFC needs him to defend that featherweight belt. I think if they do that, then they need to do an interim title fight. Yeah, that's what that's what they need to do. If they do that, that's, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's crazy, man. That belt's just kind of sitting idle. It's collecting dust, right? It's collecting dust. If he doesn't want to fight at 45 anymore, he doesn't have to fight at 45 anymore, but there's plenty of guys who aren't going to move up and wait that are going to stay at 45 and they're all fighting for one reason. They're fighting for that belt. So he needs to, he needs to get, he needs to either give somebody that opportunity or give somebody that opportunity, uh, you know, either way, whether he's in the division or not. Yeah. Uh, and from day one, when they started the rumors of him potentially moving up in weight and trying to get another belt and blah, 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 I, this was my worry from the very beginning, that he was going to get yeah. stuck up trying to do something else, and all of the 145 weight division is waiting on him. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. If, if He needs to make a choice. He's either going to go back down to send the belt or they need to do an interim or he just needs to give the belt up and move to 155 permanently, which would be fine. He won the right. belt at 145, you know, by hook or by crook, by short route or long route, however you look at it, it doesn't matter. He won that belt. There's nothing wrong with him moving up to 55. He beat the champ. doesn't matter he how he the got champ. there. He did beat doesn't the champ. doesn't matter. At the end of the yeah. day, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, you know, the, you know, you know, you know the other thing with that is, you know, Con- you know Conor McGregor, he'd probably be great at 55. You know, he- he'd probably be awesome. He probably makes the weight easier. You know, it's not it's not sucking the complete life out of him. You know, it seems like it's only 10 pounds. It's not that big of a deal, but I mean, 10 pounds is 10 pounds, man. When you're when you're cutting from where you know what he weighed in at without cutting any weight, you know, down to yeah. that weight. That's uh, I mean that's that's a lot of weight, man. That's a lot of weight. Now I'm sure he diets some of that down, right? But that's a, that's that's a lot of weight you're cutting. And if he doesn't want to do it anymore, then he just needs to move to 155 pounds, right? 
he won the belt, that's never going to be taken away from him, right? The other thing is this. He could still make a case to fight a super fight with Dos Anjos if he goes back and defends 45. Yeah. He could. He could still I make a case that. to do that. Yeah, but, you know, if he's just, at this point, I mean, if it's just, do I want to see McGregor Diaz again where everybody's had a full camp and, you know, one has learned to use his energy more efficiently? And, yeah, absolutely, I'd love to see that fight. But I want to see him defend his belt so maybe it sets up a super fight because that's the path that I wanted to see that go. Yeah, well, whatever the future holds, you know, I don't think I'm as excited to see him fight Dos Anjos as I was. But, yeah. uh, you know, either either way, I, I, I guess I just I, I just think I just think that a DS fight for him at 200 is a mistake. You know, if he wanted, to, even if even if as, as crazy as it might be, if, if they wanted to say, okay, well, we're just going to go ahead and do Connor and Dos Anjos, I, I think I might be fine with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. They, at, at some point, they got to make a decision to stop waiting. These guys making these guys sit in lim- sit in limbo at uh, right. one forty five. Uh, the, the next one, uh, this isn't so much a rumor, but it seems like it's pretty short. And that is uh, Anderson Silva is going to be coming back in Brazil at UFC one ninety eight, and he's going to be facing Uriah Hall. And let me just be the first yeah. to say that I hope Anderson Silva annihilates. Uriah Hall. That's my vote. Does, That's my man. pick. And I'm sticking with that. Yeah. I don't think, it, you know, I love Uriah Hall and, you know, his talent and everything that he has. But uh, I think I think Anderson Silva beats him, man. I just think Anderson Silva's going to beat him. I think he's he's got too much size. And even at 40 or 41, however old Anderson Silva is, he's. I think he's got – I think he's just got plenty more talent. Plenty more talent, well, I, accuracy, yeah. Yeah, I I don't love Uriah Hall, and, and I and I hope that Anderson Silva smashes him. My worry though is, man, I know it's you know it's 2016, and we're sitting here and we're talking about the greatest of all time, Anderson Silva, yeah. fighting Uriah Hall. The guy's borderline a spare. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's harsh, because I'm biased. But yeah, that's a that's a pretty that, that's several steps down. For uh, I wouldn't call him a spare. I just want to see him. It, it just seems like when he gets to tougher uh, competition, he seems to have trouble. So is he is he a talent? Yeah, he's a talent, but I don't see. I mean, I just don't see him beating Anderson Silva. I don't see it. I don't, there's a size differential there. You know, if they're if they're using Anderson Silva as a gatekeeper for that guy, that's just the wrong gatekeeper. Now that fight could go two <laughs> ways. Anderson Silva is either going to beat him, beat him up, and beat him badly, or Anderson Silva is going to play with him, and it's just going to be boring, kind of like he did with Bisping, right? He could have put Bisping away so many times. And, you know, he just – he was kind of playing. He kind of played and let Bisping just land too many strikes on him. It was just uh, – it was kind of ridiculous. One more quick rumor before we move on to UFC Fight Night 85. And um, – well, two, two actually. And we'll just try to hit them really quickly. 
Kenny Florian says that uh, Robbie Lawler should face Nick Diaz at UFC 200. That's that's a little bit of a stretch for me. I don't even know if Nick Diaz is uh, maybe is, is even eligible to fight at this point. But uh, he came out on I guess whatever show it is that he's on MMA Tonight or UFC Tonight or yeah. whatever it is, and they were trying to figure out because you know amidst all the Conor McGregor hoopla, where's Robbie Lawler? What's he doing? See, is there, is there anybody at 170 that that's uh, in line to fight this guy other than Tyrone Woodley? Because it seems like the UFC is doing everything they can to not give Tyrone uh, Woodley that opportunity. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what that's all about. I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll have to give to Tyrone Woodley eventually, right? You got Wonder Boy fighting Rory, right? You got Tyrone Woodley is in line. I'm sure he wants that fight. But I, I can see where they're going with Nick Diaz, you know, because that's uh, he's he's one of Robbie fight. Lawler's losses. You know that, right? You know, way, way back in the day when both of those guys were young, mm-hmm. and Robbie Lawler burst onto the scene that Nick Diaz was coming up, and Nick Diaz dropped him with a beautiful hook punch. I mean, just dropped him flat on his face. And uh, ever since then, Robbie Lawler's gone full circle through many, through promotion after promotion, and uh, come back to where he is now. So it would, it, I mean, it, it would be a fight. They would fight. Yeah, it, it would be. It would be a good fight. An interesting fight. You know, rematch from so many years ago when both guys were young. Both completely different fighters. Uh, much better, obviously, and uh, it would be a good fight. And uh, I was going to I was gonna talk about uh, Roy McDonald mentioning that he's becoming a free agent pretty quickly. I think one more yeah. fight might be his last. And he basically said that he's going to go with whoever's going to pay him the most money. And right, right now, that very well could be Bellator MMA. Yeah, that's true. That would be that's a true. huge pickup for them, in my opinion. Yeah, that would. It would, It definitely would. It definitely would, but uh, it was like Dominic Cruz said, man, do you, do you want to fight for the most money or do you want to fight the best talent and still earn money, you know, or you know, something to that effect. He said that the other night. Yeah. And I kind of agree with him. I kind of agree with him. Rory McDonald, I could see him being the 170 champ, right, here in the future. That guy's only 26 years old. I mean, if he leaves, yeah. goes to another promotion, I mean, he's going to clean up at another promotion especially a promotion like Bellator. I think that guy cleans up at a promotion like Bellator. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's good for him. I don't, I don't know if I'm Rory McDonald and I'm 26 and I'm the, and I'm who I, and I'm Rory McDonald that I want to freaking go to a promotion where I'm going to take second or third billing, you know, to a couple of guys who are, you know, 49 and 50 years old. Or whatever it is, you know, maybe maybe I'm going too old there, but you, you know what I mean. Or 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 Kimbo Slice, or, you know what I mean. You, you, why would I want to do that? Money, money. Yeah, I mean that's money. That's pretty much the only reason. Um, that's the only reason you would do it. That's it. That's that's so, really the only reason you would do it. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, and they'll probably yeah. pay him a lot of money. They'll probably pay him a lot of money, but uh, you know. Rory McDonald, man, that guy's a talent, and you know he could, you know, 
the biggest MMA promotion right now is the UFC. You know, he could, he could, I think in the next four years, that guy could be champ. Yeah, I agree with that. He's got a lot of talent. So let's get to it. UFC Fight Night, the 85th edition of UFC Fight Night, and it's going to be a long evening. Mixed martial action, mixed martial arts action, all on Fox Sports One. Both the preliminary card and the main card are airing on Fox Sports One. Since it's all airing on Fox Sports One, with the exception of two fights on Fight Pass, is there really a preliminary card, or is it just all main card? It's all on the same <laughs> broadcast. Yeah, uh, but it. There, but anyway, there is a preliminary card. Yeah, from seven to nine. But yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you But uh, uh, the, the co-main event and main event, I think, is going to bring us some pretty pretty solid fights. We've got Hector Lombard and Neil Magny. This is an interesting matchup to me. The power of uh, Hector Lom- Lombard versus the just long, wiry, never-say-die fight five times a year, Neil Magny. Neil Magny, yeah. I like this fight. I like this fight, too, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm rooting for Neil Magny in this one. I think Neil Magny... I think Neil Magny gets it done, man. You know, how's... Is uh, Hector Lombard, you know, as strong a punch or clean, right? There's one, and, uh, you know, does Hector Lombard, you know, is he going to gas out? Right, there's a lot of things with Hector Lombard. Right, is he going to gas? Or are we going to get to see any judo? Because the guy's a judo Olympian, but you never get to see any of it. And you know, so there's a, there's just a lot of things there. And I, I kind of I like Neil Magny. I like his work ethic. I think he can get it done. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think Hector Lombard is if he can't get in to the inside of you and land some of those strong punches. If you force him to fight on the outside of you because of his limited reach, uh, he, he's going to struggle. Neil Magny's going to have like an eight or nine inch reach advantage. He fights wiry. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think this is, this is a, this is a fight for Neil Magny to win unless Lombard catches him. And that's very possible. Yeah. But yeah. uh Yeah. As far as making a pick, yeah, I'm with you. I think Neil Magny wins this fight. Got to go with my man Neil. Got to go with my man Neil. I like him, man. I think you know he's on. He's up and coming. He's a talented guy, and like I said, man, his work ethic is ridiculous. It's just it's it's ridiculous. I haven't seen another guy like him in a while, and I'm looking forward to seeing him win. Let's move over to the top of the card, and that's two uh, heavyweight pioneers in the world of mixed martial arts. Two guys that might uh, be eligible for the Bellator senior division in a couple of years should the (laughs) UFC decide that uh, they don't want to continue to allow them to fight. But with that being said, Mark Hunt and Frank Mir, I like this matchup too. They say styles make fights. You've got a solid boxer and a very good grappler versus a world-class kickboxer. Um, man, I, I, I think I think Frank I think man I don't know if Frank can get it to the ground. Obviously, we know Marcon struggles on the ground. 
But if it yeah. stays standing up, Mark Hunt, man, he's a dangerous guy. What do you think? How do you think this fight comes out? Uh, man, I, you know what? I'm going to take Mir on this one. I think he's got more tools to win the fight. But you can't count out Mark Hunt, man. Mark Hunt, if he lands a good left hook, you know, you know Mark Hunt, man. He does the uh, he does the Babe Ruth left hook, right? Yeah. He hits you, and then he walks away because he knows you're done. That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, who who else do we know who does that? Nobody, right? Nobody does that but Mark Hunt. So, and I just I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Mir in this fight. But I'm not taking Mir because I'm completely counting out Mark Hunt. What I'm saying is, is that I think Mir's just got more well-rounded tools to beat Mark Hunt. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Toolbox-wise, Mir's got more to to win the fight with. Mark Hunt, though, his one tool is all he needs. That's true. But uh, I'm at the side with you. I'm gonna have to go with Frank Mir. I think Frank Mir is uh, gonna get this fight eventually to the ground and uh, finish it that way. But uh, it's going to be a good night of fights tomorrow night. Be sure to check it out, Fox Sports 1. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to remind you to follow us on Twitter, at Majority MMA. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to the podcast and tell somebody to check us out if you're so inclined to do so. Have a good weekend. We'll be right back here on Sunday.